Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Okay, this is a little bit different of a podcast. We're actually at Peyton's school in the parking lot, and we have a special guest, and we have some extra time, so we figured, Hi. let's do a podcast. It's <laughs> no. Would you like to introduce yourself? Because I think everybody will remember you. My name is Abby. And, and... and Abby, how do we know you, darling? Um, I was um, in here, like, like a few, like... Last month? year. Yeah, last yeah. year. And how are you related to us, darling? Family. Um, I mean, yes. friend. She's... Friends. Abigail is my niece. I am her auntie. Mm-hmm. And you guys are cousins. Yeah. Right? Okay. No. I'll drop the British accent. All right. We're on part two of... Let's see here. Ivy and Bean. Oh, sorry for the clashing noise. Now I have to, like, figure out how to put this in. Okay. I'm going to roll the window down just slightly because it's getting a little swampy in here, you guys. All right. Ivy and Bean, one big happy family part. What part? Do you remember what part we're on, Bean? Uh, two. And you know what? Oh, really? We lost. Hey, we lost our taco paper clip. Dang it. My taco. Honestly, it's got to be at the house. Hold on. One second, people, because that paper clip is literally so special. So I know. It's a taco. All right, let me see if I can find this. No. It's... Oh, I know where it is. It probably fell. Abby, will you look underneath that seat? I bet you it's underneath that seat because it fell for a second. Or maybe it's at the house. Okay, anyways, let's get to this because we only have like 20 minutes until the girls have to leave. Actually, yeah, okay. Um, Chapter, help ma! <laughs> How does that look like a sound? Help ma. Help ma! <laughs> On Saturday, Bean was unfortunately being swallowed by quicksand. Her feet slurp, and then her legs slurp, and then in the middle, slurp inch by inch, she was being sucked to her doom. It was a tragic scene. Nancy came into the living room, unrolled her yoga mat. Bean struggled for survival. Nancy held her leg behind her back. Oh no! The quicksand was up to her shoulders. It was just a matter of time. Nancy held out her other leg. Bean was a goner. Nancy bent half down until she touched her knees. But wait, there was life. There was hope. Bean used the last of her strength to leap for freedom. Good golly, what a leap. The tips of her fingers scraped the edge of of a nearby raft. She would be saved if only she could stretch out a little further like this. Eep! Her fingers closed around the life-giving raft. She was saved. Get your grubby hands off my yoga mat, pulled puffed Nancy upside down. What a what a. Now, Bean croaked. Now she was dying of thirst. Oh, I think she said what a what a. It's just one of the, just one thing after, after another out here in the jungle. Help ma. Ma was the same thing as me, only sadder. You guys gotta, guys gotta not talk, okay? Go away, Nancy huffed. Bean groaned. Nancy fell over. Bean! 
That was the perfect downward dog and you ruined it. Mom, Bean's driving me bonkers. Stop doing whatever you're doing, Bean, called the mom, their mom from another room. Okay, yelled Bean. What a good kid she was. She was so good that she decided to help Nancy. You know, that doesn't look like a dog, Bean said hope, helpfully. I think you're doing it wrong. Here's a dog. And she got on her hands and knees and panted. Beep, beep, beep. Nancy fell over again. Stop messing me up. Leave me alone. Bean stopped barking. I thought yoga was supposed to make you calm. Mom! Bellowed Nancy and she rushed out of the room. Sheesh. Bean rolled onto Nancy's yoga mat and lie there. At least someone around here was calm. Bean! There was Bean's mom. She seemed to be frowning. If you can't leave Nancy alone, you're going to have to go outside until she's done. She glared some more. Can you leave Nancy alone? A trick question if Bean ever heard one. It's my house too, she began. Out you go, her mom said, pointing the finger to the backyard. What? Bean yelped. I was helping Nancy, and I was here first. Outside, Bean, said her mother, still pointing. You guys are ganging up on me, two against one. It's not fair, huffed Bean. Who said life was fair, asked Bean's mom. Blame it on Bean, huffed Bean. That's the motto in this family. She thumped down the back steps. There I am, lying on the floor, minding my own business, and all of a sudden, Nancy comes in, being in a Bing, bang, bong. Bean's a criminal. Bean turned towards the house and yelled, but not very loud. Just because she's older doesn't mean make her right. And then she stopped, slapped the step with her hand. Ow! And wished for the millionth time that she wasn't a little sister. Bean, are you there? It was Ivy on the other side of the fence. Ivy! Shh. Ivy, come on! Come on in, old buddy, old pal, yelled Bean, just just in the nick of time, a friend. Ivy came, Ivy came charging through the gate. I've got it, the cure. For what, asked Bean. Being spoiled, what do you think, Ivy said. Oh, sorry, I forgot, said Bean. Jeez, if I were spoiled, I wouldn't forget, said Ivy. I spent the whole morning working on it. At first, the only thing I could think of was really giving, really was giving all of you my toys. Really, interrupted Bean, even the jiggly man? The jiggly man was Ivy's best toy. He was a little gummy blue guy that you threw on the wall and he stuck for a second. And then he somersaulted and bloop, bloop, bloop down the wall, leaving greasy marks where he had been. Bean loved him. Sure, the jiggly man, everything. Sounds good, said Bean. I'll take him. But then I thought, no, I'd get in trouble if I did that, just like I got in trouble for giving away my clothes. Ah, Bean was disappointed. What if you only gave me the jiggly man? No, because then I have a better idea. Ivy's beans were shining. Remember how Vanessa said that being an only child makes you spoiled, remember? Yeah, said Bean slowly, but I don't think she's right about that. Ivy ignored her. Yeah, right? She's not right. Mm -hmm. So the cure is simple. All I have to do is get unspoiled and stop being an only child. I have to get a sister. Chapter The Road to Disasterville. Bean tried to warn her. Sisters were no good. They tattled on you if you did the tiniest little bit wrong, and then you had to go sit outside. They bossed you. They got mad if you took one measly glass animal out of their room. They laughed at you. They completely freaked out about small problems, and even if you were about to, even if you were just about to clean them up, they told you your drawings were weird looking, your hair smelled, and they were big. And there was a big scary secret that no one ever, would ever tell you in a million years. What do you think that is about having a sibling? 
and then they smiled at you in a grown uppy kind of way just to remind you that they knew it and you didn't. All day long, sisters did that. And then right before bed, they said, I was just kidding. Ivy said that, Ivy said, Ivy said that was older sisters. Younger sisters weren't like that. Younger sisters were perfectly okay, especially very small ones. A baby sister, for instance, would be the would only be half of annoy, as annoying as Nancy, maybe even less, just annoying enough to keep Ivy from being spoiled. A baby sister was what she needed. Trust me, you don't, said Bean. I do, said Ivy. Bean shook her head. Next stop, Disasterville. But Ivy was already zip-zipping toward the gate, and she stopped and looked back at Bean. Come on, she said. Let me go tell my mom. Tell her what, said Bean, getting up. Tell her to have a baby. Whoa. Bean didn't know what that was, how that was going to work. But she was interested to find out. Once she was at Ivy's house, she thought she decided it would be more polite to wait in Ivy's room during the telling part. It didn't take very long, three minutes maybe. What did she say, asked Bean. She said, ha, Ivy answered, flopping on her bed. And then she sang a song about old gray mare, just ain't what it used to be. And then she said, absolutely not, with a capital N. Sounds like she means it, said Bean. You better not, you'd better give me that jiggly man. No, said Ivy, I'm going to brainstorm. Miss Aruba Tate was nuts about brainstorming, and she always, she was always doing it. When she brainstormed, Miss Aruba Tate, Miss Aruba Tate wrote words down and then circled around them with her big purple pen. She called this an idea map. Bean didn't really get why brainstorming was different than regular thinking, so she just watched Ivy and brainstormed. First, Ivy slid to the floor. Then she put her hands over her eyes. After that, she rolled around and grunted. It wasn't very interesting watching Ivy brainstorm. Bean wandered, shh, Bean wandered over to Ivy's doll tenement. Ivy's room was divided into five little sections. There was an art studio. What are you guys talking about back there? Are you guys not learning about Ivy and Bean? This is Ivy and Bean time! Just kidding. <laughs> okay, you have to be quiet though because it picks up all the noise. And the, and the parents that are listening to this are going to be like this. We're not listening to this. I can't listen to that. The background noise is driving me crazy. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to find the word to this. Okay. Alright. And it's not something you can do. Okay. There was an art... Ivy's room is divided into five little sections. There was an art studio, a sleeping area, a living room, a magic lab, and a doll tenement where all of Ivy's dolls lived. Ivy had a scad of dolls. She had regular plastic dolls, china dolls, dressed up in old, like old-fashioned girls, dolls in fancy costumes, wooden dolls, stuffed dolls, Barbies, and even a rock in a nightgown. Bean poked around looking for the jiggly man. Ivy stopped rolling around on the floor and put her feet up on the wall. That way the blood would slosh to her brain. Bean left the rock. No jiggly man. Oh, Bean lifted the rock. No jiggly man. She peeked inside the doll bed. Ew, she said. This one's gross. She held up the doll by its foot. Ivy glanced from the floor. That's Zelephine. She's supposed to look like a real baby. She did. Zelephine had blobby arms and legs and a droopy fat, droopy fat cheeks and shiny drool lips. That, uh, there was a little hole where you were supposed to stick a bottle. On her bald head was a pink knitted cap. On her squishy bottom, there was a diaper. She gave Bean the creeps. Let's bury her alive. Ivy giggled. Okay, when I'm done brainstorming. Well, hurry up, said Bean. I've, Ivy tried. How can I get a sister, she asked. How, how? She begged. She bugged her eyes out 
at the electrical outlet on the wall and suddenly her brain stormed. Her brain stormed. Hey, she said, electricity. What about it, said Bean. She waved Zelephine. Come on, let's bury her. No, said Ivy. Let's put some electricity in her and make her come to life. Ivy had seen it in a movie. There was a guy who made a giant robot and he stuck, struck it with lightning and it sat up. Ivy explained, that's what we're going to do with Zelephine. Bean looked at Zelephine's drooly lips and imagined her alive. Yuck, where are we going to get lightning? The guy in the movie had used lightning because it was a long time ago and it was the only electricity that he could get, said Ivy. But now we have plugs. She pointed to the outlet. We'll plug her in and charge her up. Bean had a feeling that it wouldn't work, but if if it did, Ivy was going to be in big trouble. You're going to have to change her diapers, you know. No way, said Ivy. That's a mom thing. Oh, that's funny. You should ask your mom first then. Ivy went downstairs to talk to her mom and came back a few minutes later holding a plug. My mom said that if I make Zelephine come alive with electricity, she'll be happy to change her diapers because she supports scientific projects. She even gave me her phone plug for charging. At the end of Ivy's mom's plug was a regular plug, but the other end was shaped like a tiny straw. It was easy to jam it in the hole where Zelephine's bottle was supposed to go. Bean had wanted to stick it right at the top of Zelephine's head, but Ivy thought that that might be mean to make Zelephine come alive with a hole on top of her head. See, I'm getting less spoiled already. In the movie, the robot came to life in a special table. So Ivy and Bean laid Zelephine out on a table on Ivy's magic lab. The table was covered with tin foil so that it looked like a real lab table. Also, so it wouldn't get ruined with when glop spilled on it. Zelephine's eyes closed when they laid her down. With her, with her closed eyes and her drooly lips and her droopy cheeks, she looked like a real sleeping baby. I've seen. Have you guys seen those dolls where they actually look like real? Yeah, my neighbor has one. Dude, they're so creepy. They're actually really cute, honestly. Yeah, but the thing is, um, they Quite have creepy. they have real poop. Mm. Oh, like yeah. Okay, okay. We That's should put a. Really oh, like okay. We should put a blanket on her head. Said Bean. Babies always have blankets on their head. They covered her with a blanket. Okay, now they were ready. They decided to plug the other end to a cord into the electrical outlet together. So if Zelephine did come to life, they would both be famous. Together, they crouched by the outlet. They held the plug together and said, one, two, three, plug! What do you think happened? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Chapter in a piggle. I think I saw her arm move, said Bean. Really, she hadn't seen anything but pretending made life more interesting. I think I saw her breathe, said Ivy. She made binoculars with her fingers and peered at Zelephine, the blankets going up and down. Wah, said Bean quietly out of the side of her mouth. That was you, Ivy giggled. Bean tiptoed closer to Zelephine. Zelephine laid like a blob on the tin foil table. Her lips were still, still drooly. Her cheeks were still droopy, and she was not moving. Maybe she's stunned, said Bean. Maybe, said Ivy. Maybe, said Ivy. She looked at Zelephine for a moment, and then she bonked her on the head. Wake up, sister! She'll thank us in the end, said Bean. She picked up Zelephine. She picked Zelephine up and dropped her on the floor. Wake up, baby! Oh, Jesus. Hey, Mom. Yeah? Um, we're, yeah, we're almost done. Because I want to play in the playground. I know, we're, we're almost done. Yep. Yeah, but if okay, uh, we'll finish this chapter and you guys can be done.
Okay. They threw Zelephine around the room a little, but she didn't come to life. She was still a doll. Bean thought it had been fun trying, but Ivy was worried. I can feel myself getting more spoiled, she said. <clears throat> All you have to do is give me that jiggly man, said Bean. Then you'll be cured. Ivy shook her head. No, I won't. That's how spoiled. What is that noise? I'm going to turn this on. Here. Come on. All right. All you have to do is give me the jiggly man, said Bean, and then you'll be cured. Ivy shook her head. No, I won't. That's how spoiled I am. I won't give you the only toy you want. I won't even let you play with it. Oh, come on. Bean suddenly wanted the jiggly man with all of her heart. Don't be so spoiled. See what I mean? Said Ivy. She chewed her thumb knuckle, which was a thing she did when she was worried. I've got to get a sister. Let's try brain food. Bean suggested brain food was one of Bean's and Ivy's greatest inventions. Everyone knows that food helps your brain think. Oh, hello. Everyone knows that food was one of Bean's Ivy's greatest inventions. Everyone knows that food helps your brain think, but normal food just helps your brain think like normal thoughts. When Ivy and Bean wanted to think unnormal thoughts, they just ate unnormal food. That's why they called it brain food. In the kitchen, Ivy got carrot sticks and chocolate milk powder. One of the things that they liked best at Ivy's house was chocolate milk powder. They rolled a carrot into the chocolate milk powder, ew, and chomped it down. Delicious. Chocolate? Uh, uh, carrot dipped chocolate? Mm. Really? Mm -mm. The second one wasn't quite as delicious. Mm -hmm. totally the good. third one was pretty bad. Uh, I think we need to try something else anyway, said Ivy. My thoughts are still normal. She rooted around in the refrigerator for some pickles. All right. You guys want to be done? Yes. Okay. Let's be done, and you guys, let's drive up. You guys want to say goodbye and say happy morning. Okay. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye.